right. So now I got a dog on my lap uh, and two morons. I mean, uh, two good friends on the uh, side. What? I was was wasn't I? I wasn't muted. I'm sorry. See if I can burp the law and order thing. Let me drink some soda here. Gotta do some hard swallowing. Okay, here we go. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> please, oh. please tell me you recorded him saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, yeah, we have another bumper. I think we just lost Bill. I just want to hear a zipper sound and then Bill saying that as the uh, closer on this episode. You, you, may, you may well get it. Oh, there it was. <laughs> I, I did the Law and Order belt. Hold on, let me do it again. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave everything else out. I'm gonna have you say the uh, the, the the sucking it down thing and then the, oh, there it was. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Is that all right? Don't dump. Man, now, now my stomach is like huge I don't give and bloated. A shit order. I'm just going to make you look like a fool with the other stuff. <laughs> oh, come on. You're going to make me look like a fool. That's what I do, man. I just set you up perfectly, though. And I got a big belch brewing. I can feel it. Oh, I do. Well, I guess we'll wait when we get into the book. I've got some. Uh, Got some questions for you fellas. See what you think. So, are we ready? I'm ready. Okay. Man, this belch is just like going to ambush me at some point. I'm going to be right, <laughs> right in the, right middle. In the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready to go, or are we going to just do this all night? <clears throat> I figure we're going to do a show eventually. Hello, and welcome Hello. to. <laughs> he said hi really? to you we're going to do this again We're gonna... I, I, All thought right. you were, I thought you were talking to me take two <laughs> hello and welcome hi. to <laughs> hi Paul hey Scott take three pronoun trouble <laughs> take four Hello and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. Oh damn! Hey, look at that! We did. Oh, son of a bitch! Stop interrupting me! <laughs> Shut up! 
Oh, welcome to Avengers. Spotlight. Uh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's like a drive-by. It's a drive-by podcasting. Drive-by interruptions. It's drive-by fruiting. <laughs> Another scene hey, that made me crack up. Do you remember that on uh, Mrs. Doubtfire? He throws this the lime into the, podcast. He throws the lime into the back show? of Pierce Brosnan's head. <laughs> oh, it was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> Anyways, what are we here for, Bill? I just forgot who I was. I'm starting to be kind of snagged. Hey, everybody. Robinson here. <laughs> Welcome to Avengers Spotlight. With me, as always, are two other a-holes who keep interrupting me. My head hurts. Uh, hey. There they are. Scott and Paul. Paul and Scott. Whoever How's you... Hmm, why? How's it going? Uh, it's all right. Doing How all right. Doing? How are you doing? <laughs> so, cool. we're ready to stay. We're going to continue in the Old West? I wouldn't have yes. it any other way. And we're... Uh, or, we're once again going to have a cover that doesn't match what's in the book. <laughs> uh, it does, but it doesn't. It does, it does, but it doesn't. So therefore, it doesn't match. I think the it's the wrong cover to have done, but it does match yeah. something in the book. All the figures are in the book, but they're not together like they are on the cover. And what we're covering <laughs> is Avengers 143 from the old, still in the old West and the present. So I guess well, we don't have any new Avengers news since our last recording, so I mean, unless you guys know something I don't. You're going to let think. us know something you don't. Unless you guys know that something no I sense. don't. Oh, okay. What? So do you know uh, something I don't? I, I know a plethora of things that you don't, but I don't know <laughs> How about if there's related anything. related to the Avengers? I don't know if there's anything that I should be saying on the podcast right now. So I take that as a no, and we will move along. For, like for, any, for anybody who's left listening at this point. Yes. The, the ramblings of three madmen. Or one madman and two morons. And hmm. <laughs> say somebody can divvy that up or whatever they want. I think it all <laughs> applies to all of us in some way, shape, or form. So, we're going to be covering tonight Avengers 143, which came out in January, at least by my book. Well, the cover date's January 1976, and our cover is by Gil Kane and Frank Giacoya and Irving Wanatami for the colors. Um, isn't it Watanabe, isn't it? Watanabe? Watanabe? Yeah, Watanabe. Watanabe. What? Watanabe. Hey, who said I could pronounce? I can't. I'm not a pronouncer. Be happy I, I said Kane they, right. No. Of course, I said it with a. I remember C. when they. I remember when they posted his uh, obituary in the, in the not the letter page, but you know the little page that they used to do of like Marvel news and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. It was sad. He was he was with the company a very long time. Was well, didn't, thanks, he, didn't he play thanks, uh, Scotty Downer? Didn't he play Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins? <laughs> I think that I was don't Ken. Think so. Ken Watanabe. Watanabe. Anyway, 
We got a Gil Kane cover. What a legit, and it's got a big white background back there, so we know that's Frank Giacoya. Strikes again. And we see the Avengers that we last saw trapped with the uh, in Roxxon, uh, the Beast, Vision, Iron Man. The Iron Man this time in the right time era, as compared to the last issue's cover. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Captain America, and they are fighting what appears to be uh, like the big lizard guy in uh, Star Wars, uh, what was that, 47? The one right before they did... The Empire Strikes Back, whatever the guy, the the something of Coney Sun Chalide, those big genie giant demon creatures. Yeah. Doesn't it look like that a yeah. little bit? It does actually. Yeah, they were they were essentially space faring genies of some kind. Yeah, it was really stupid. Yeah, and the other guy was able to release them. Yep. And then they they it was crushing like an Imperial Star Destroyer and and all that's you know, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah. So now this cover is, is accurate and misleading at the same time, because you have this picture, and then it says, at last, the final battle against the power of Kang. And this picture has nothing to do with the battle against Kang. Except that, that that creature, except that that creature is a creature that Kang created, but it's not fighting these Avengers in the book. It fights the West, the old West Avengers. So what do you think of this cover? But yes. <laughs> Me? I'm, I'm not a fan. Everybody in general. Obviously you too, because I was the one that asked the question. Yeah, I, I don't really care for it. Cap looks like he's having back problems or something. He's like, oh, my back. He's He's got some kidney pain there. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh I'm not hydrated enough. Scarlet looks Witch like looks he threw like himself. What? Yeah. Scarlet Witch looks like she's like 12. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's wonky. I really Vision I looks like he threw himself it. at him. Like, ah! see, I mean, I I do. I really, you know, I really enjoy some Gil Kane almost all the time. But I don't know. There's something about this one. You know, he, he went for the funky angle again. It really isn't working for me. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems a, a, a little bit just a uh, just a little crazy. It's just like too much going on. And uh, right. I, I do notice that the monster has very well manicured nails. <laughs> Monsters are such interesting people. That's what I think. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> and now look, let me just stay with me here for a second. He got a mini, he got a mini petty just for the occasion. He's got a he's got a top knot, whatever, in the back of his head for like a ponytail there on the top of his head. A monster bun. A mon- <laughs> God. <laughs> He's a hipster. Not a fan of the man bun, by the way. Just just hipster anybody monster? listening who has a man bun, not a fan. He's a hipster. <laughs> not to be confused with a hipster. He's a hipster monster. What exactly is the beast doing? Because he's quite a bit away from him, and he's, like, diving where? Maybe he's going to teabag him. I mean, uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm just not crazy about this cover. Uh it, it feels like it's thrown together. Like, like I got to yeah. get a cover together quick. Just you know, here's something. I think we've mentioned this in the past. Does it have like like a color forms look to it? Like, let's just slap the people on here. Well, maybe not as bad. I've I've seen worse as far as that goes, but yeah, you know, it's a little bit of an element of that to it. And I, my guess is 
this is a loosely penciled cover by Gil Kane, and then it, you know, the the, the more the details came more in the inking. And I'm not crazy about it. That's all there is to it. Just don't not not a not a big fan. Mm. I just noticed that uh, the Beast is shouting "Avengers Assemble." Somebody needs to be like, "Dude, I'm right here." They're all right there. They're all within like. Well, technically, he's not <laughs> even a member. He, he's not even a member yet, right? Because don't don't they bitch about it in the? Uh, doesn't Cap say something which I thought was kind of out of character for Cap? Like he. Right. He, he complains about, you know, the, the beast saying, you know, saying, you sure you want this guy to be a member or something like that? Right. Uh, yeah. Members yeah, only. you're right. Members, members only. Where's your member only? Where's your members only jacket? <laughs> what, well, that, that was just keep going to the lines here. That was from uh, Shallow Hal when uh, Jason Alexander's wearing the members only jacket. And she says, what are you, the last member? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, why don't we get a synopsis of the story? Yeah. All right, let's jump into the synopsis of uh, our story. And our story is right between the eons. <laughs> Steve Englehart is our writer. George Perez, pencils. Sam Granger on inks. Tom Orzakowski on letters. George Russos on colors. And Marv Wolfman is the editor. Our synopsis goes like this. In 1878, after interrogating bandit leader Ace, Hawkeye, Thor, Moondragon, and Two-Gun Kid enter Kang's citadel disguised as Ace's gang. But Kang easily sees through their deception and stuns them with his security devices. In the modern day, the Avengers escape Dr. Spectrum's energy cage by combining Vision's phasing ability with Captain Captain America's shield. Now we'll discuss that when we get to it. Back in the past, Kang toys with his captives, unleashing a giant monster on them that's created from a coyote, but underestimates Thor, who escapes and confronts him. While Kang and Thor's battle moves outside the Citadel, Two-Gun Kid panics as he faces a creature beyond his ken, until Moondragon takes down the monster with a mental bolt. Or maybe a beef jerky, who knows. Outside, Thor shrugs off Kang's strongest attacks, until Kang overloads his armor, killing him by scattering his atoms across time, causing his citadel to vanish, too. Immortus briefly appears to tell the Avengers that with Kang gone, the Conqueror will never become Ramatut again, nor will Ramatut become Immortus. And with that, Immortus fades out of existence. Poof. The end. And that's, uh, they kind of didn't really mention much. What? Moondragon Blats. Moondragon what? Blats. Cries. Oh, yeah. That's kind of funny because we'll see, where will we see that again? Uh, um, The end of the Korvac saga? Ah, okay. Or Moondragon Cries? It's just a lot of crying. No crying in the Avengers. <laughs> All right, so do we want to talk? Well, I don't know if it's the elephant in the room, but we have a new anchor. Yeah. What do you guys think? Should we wait till the end to talk about it? Or well, we can we can get more specific as we go to the individual pages. But I felt there's certain pages that it's, Perez it's a did change. Just, 
it's a change, but I mean, it's changed from last time, but in some aspects it's good and some it's kind of bad. Or George was a little off his game. I'm not sure which. I kind of felt like uh, there's certain pages, and we'll you know we'll get to them as we go through through it. And they're, they're the more splash page type uh, that I think are really superior pages. But I think that's George Perez's pencils coming through, and I think even one of us could have inked them. Uh, but <laughs> some of the other pages, it's not that the inking is bad, but I think it just lacks a certain amount of detail. I think some of it's just drawn a little overly simplistically. Like some of the faces. Yeah. Uh, Like I'll I'll point you to on page 14, the close-up of Cap that starts the page. Uh, Page 14 of the art? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's not that it's a a terrible drawing, but I just think Perez's penciling is better than that. Yeah, that does not look. That's like, yeah, that's bad. So why don't we start at the beginning and work our way through? Unless, Scott, do you have an opinion on the yanking beyond that? Um, I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but I I've, I mean, we've had... Uh, you miss Vinny Coletta. The, the listeners. I, I do. You know, letting the listeners peek behind the curtain. It's It's been a week since the last episode, and uh, so I've been sitting on this the whole time debating, did I really want to admit this? But yeah, I, I, this time around, I miss the Coletta because, well, here's the thing is I agree with everything that you said. I I think that Granger's not really doing Perez any favors as far as faces. And he has kind of a a rounded style that I think simplifies the art. So it it looks a little too kiddie comics for me. Yes. It kind of simplifies Perez as well. It kind of brings it down. Right. But one thing that we talked a lot about last issue. And I think the one before it as well was just how much did we suspect that Coletta was cutting corners. And cause remember we talked about all the blank panels and, and that sort of thing. If you look at the backgrounds, it's funny that the, the very first page, the splash page starts with absolutely nothing in the background. It's entirely purple behind the three main characters that we're looking at. But once you get past that and and get onto the other pages, there's very few panels that are not just chock full of stuff in the background. So I I think that kind of bears up what we were saying last time around with our suspicions that uh, that Coletta was was not, you know, doing uh, justice to Perez. But that said. I have to admit, I liked the inks last issue a lot better than I liked the inks in this one as far as the people go. So yeah. I think if you could have had, like, Granger on the backgrounds and Coletta on the on the characters, that would have probably been a really good mix, a really good team-up. But I don't know. I, I don't hate the inking on this, but I really don't like the way the faces in particular look. They're just a little too simplistic. They're a little too, like, coloring book style or something to me. It's It's weird. Yeah, or, or like all ages. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I, I definitely agree with you. I think you're, you're right on the money with your description of it. All right, I just went through and did a quick count. I only counted out of the whole book uh, about 12 pages that had absolutely no background, just color. I mean, 12 hey, panels, 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 panels. Yeah, I didn't hey, count 12 pages would be panels. a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. So really only about, if you were to look, it's really only about a page, a page and a half of the book. The, the the panels have no 
background. And, and a lot of those are close-ups of somebody's face. And it's in the Kang, right. Thor fight, and a few other fights. So, yeah, there's a lot more detail. I mean, you know, even as simple, like, I didn't count ones that had, that showed the ground and then, like, like a purple background for the sky or, like, a building. Like, there was something else just besides characters. I, I didn't count those. I was, it was strictly right. just a character with nothing behind them was the only ones I counted. So, yeah, there does seem to be more backgrounds here than we had before. Right. All right, so why don't we bring ourselves through this one now? So we open up with uh, the... Uh, that's Kid, Kid Colt. Colt. Sorry, I was going to say... With a very big gun. hat. Kid, Kid Colt with the big hat and a big gun. And you get the view of, like, you actually have the gun pointed at you, which I, I think is a nice shot. And you've got the you've got the hands of the guy that has the gun pointed at him up in front of you. Like, I mean, it's it, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good shot. Now, you also have the motion there that he just pulled that gun out. As, oh, yeah. Oh, as you're looking I at this picture. That. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, he hasn't yeah. been holding this guy at bay the whole time. He just pulled the gun out right now. You polecat, you got 10 seconds to talk or I'll blow your innards into the next county. And Moondragon and Thor are kind of like, well, what? It looks like Thor is sneaking up behind him to, to beat him up. Gonna get you. Gonna get you. Thou is it. And he runs away. <laughs> Tag it. Well, thou art it. Tis a brain eater starving to death. Ha 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 ha. Oh, come on. You guys don't know that? Never mind. I don't. I know that. I don't. <laughs> okay, it just wasn't funny, I guess. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, uh, I don't know the joke. You dick. Put your hand on top of somebody's head and go up and down. Well, never mind. Right? That's what you're talking about, right, Scott? Yeah, yeah. Like you're massaging their scalp. Yeah. Well, what is it? Is it? It's a brain yeah, that's it. Ah, if you got to explain the joke. No, anyway. Yeah, I know. Sounds, sounds a little weird to me, but okay. <laughs> you got a brain. Well, so then we cut back to, uh, I guess the Wolverine guy is gone. No, this this guy he's is, is the le- he's the leader of that group, right? I guess. Is it Ace? He looks like, uh, what the hell is the guy's name? He was in uh, the show Picket Fences. He was in Lonesome Dove. He played a deputy. I can't think of what the hell his uh, name is. Uh, you give me a minute, I'll get it. Not Sam no, Morrison. Deputy. Do, 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 yeah, you can't, do, you do. can't talk while I'm doing it, though, right? You just got to leave silence. Well, Thank you. No, 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 no. You know, sure, we're cool. just. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't want to leave you hanging. Uh, you know. Yeah, you left me hanging. I'm not hanging. Um, Why while not? we're talking, I'm typing in picket fences. Really? Really? You give me picket fences? <laughs> I don't get the TV series, you sons of. Barry Corbin. Who? Barry Corbin. What is, what is picket fences? What's the, the TV show? show? I gathered that much. What what was it? Though? It was a TV show. <laughs> oh, that guy. He was, uh, oh, what was he? Wasn't he in uh, the show? He was Northern Exposure. Oh, was that it? Maybe it wasn't Picket Fences. I never watched either of those shows, so I don't know. Uh, he was the, uh, the general of War Games. Was he that? I don't remember. Oh, the yeah. piss on the spark plug guy? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, the real gruff and... Yeah, yeah, he does kind of look like that. Is it that guy? 
he, he says, God damn it, I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it'd make any difference. Or something to that effect. I, I, that saw, I saw yeah. War Games so long ago, I have no memory of it. Well, I think That's he's going to see the game re- soon, because aren't they rebooting it? That doesn't mean oh, I'm going to see it. Doesn't mean I'm going to see it. What's old is new again. I What's guess. new is old again. What? <laughs> are they re- are they going to remake it just because Black Widow referenced it in uh, Winter Soldier? Is that why they were remaking that movie? Mm, I, mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I heard something that they're going to redo it. Now, now all our huh. listeners are are, are are so they've tuned out by now. So it's just for us. <laughs> listeners. Yeah. So he just... uh, he he shoots the guy's belt to make his pants fall down. And what I ask is, <laughs> at the time this was this, at the time this took place, whatever it was, eighteen whatever, sixty something, fifty something, is that possible? Were the guns accurate enough? If you had a good yeah. enough aim, were the guns accurate enough to do that? No, man, I think it would have gone right through his gut. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm not. I'm not thinking unless he, have that unless he shot. Oh, wait, well, the bullets. guy was turned, so I guess he could have, like, shot off the front of his belt buckle or shot him in the side and tore the leather. No, and let's, it was let's, just, let's just say, for argument's sake, he's stand, standing at a position, let's say, from the looks of this, let's say they're 10 feet apart. He's 10 feet apart, and he's standing at an angle where you could you, you actually have a little clearance between the edge of the belt and, clearance, clearance. and the guy's side. But it's probably about a quarter of an inch to half an inch. From 10 feet away, were these guns accurate enough that anyone could shoot them that that accurately? I don't know. I don't either. And it's, it's a question I'm just posing uh, to, to the group, I guess. But I don't know the answer to the question. I get the feeling they weren't, though. I mean, you see guys doing trick shots nowadays. Supposedly using guns from right. that era, but I think those are specially made guns. They did I mean, they did it back then. They used to do trick shots and stuff back then. That's how some of the the legends of the of the old west became legends. You know, like Annie Oakley was supposed to be this wicked trick shot, and I think it was that time when I shot Bill so. just for snoring too loud. <laughs> John Wesley. Ship. No, that's- I mean, there is a sight on the top of the weapon, so it's not aimed anywhere near the guy's belt or crotch, so, you know, there's that. I don't know. He must be accounting for Kentucky windage or something. I don't know. And I'm just getting too picky you in here, because if you can't have westerns where the guys are, like, incredible Hawkeye-like shots, then it's right. you know, kind of sucks. Yeah, you John Wesley Harden to well, shot a man for snoring too loud. Okay, never mind. The Lone Ranger would be out of business because he never actually shot anybody. He would just shoot the guns out of their hands. Actually, he probably had Tonto shooting their guns out of his hands off screen. And Gene Wilder did that in uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> did he? Yeah, you don't, well, yeah, don't you remember the scene where he, that they're all lined up against him? And he's... <laughs> and when they come back, to him, he doesn't even have the gun. He's already put the gun. He's already reholstered the gun. <laughs> You've never seen, seen Blazing Saddles? It's not in ages is what I was going to say. I haven't seen it in ages. Look all at that like, hand. Steady as a rock. Wow, it sure oh, is. This is the one I shoot this, with. This is my shooting hand, and it's all over the place flailing around. <laughs> but that, that's a movie they could not make today. There's, oh, you, no. There's, there's jokes in that that they just could not have. Telegram yeah. from Mongo. Telegram from Mongo. That's because nobody's got a sense of humor anymore. That's... I, I do think that political correctness is the end of comedy. 
Mm. You know, whether you like it or not, it's just I, I think that's not. Uh, I'm, I'm not commenting on the propriety of it. I'm just saying I think you cannot have comedy and political correctness together. Right. So, anyways, moving on before I say anything controversial. <laughs> so they, they uh, where do they go now? They last well, time you want to somebody to stop listening just because you're on the show. So they shoot his pants People off. People stopped and... listening because I'm on the show a long time ago. So they shoot, his... <laughs> they shoot his pants off, and I had to do a double take because I was like, is that guy wearing underwear? Oh, yeah, that's Long John. He's got the union suit. Because <laughs> it's like, what? Oh. And then we go a few more panels, and it uh, almost looks like somebody ricochets a bullet off of Thor's helmet. And, that, and like, that's another that? shot. That's another shot where Thor's face looks a little overly simplistic. Right, but it's like it's like un, unnecessarily unnecessary glimmer. It's almost like we had a lens flare before before lens flares. We had a we had a helmet flare for no. It's nighttime for God's sakes. Where's this light reflecting off his freaking helmet? I was trying to shine that helmet. And I ripped my arm open on that point at the top. You need Bugs Bunny to see, you see that god over there? I'm going to carry him a shot off of him, and then off that water tower. <laughs> <sighs> Nothing? Nobody? Oh, I can't think of which me. one it was. It was the one where it's him and uh, Yosemite Sam in the bar. Oh, that's right. And he splits his hair right down the middle. Isn't that where he jumps into a sponge, too? Uh no I don't think so. Is that the one? Is that the one when he draws a picture, and then and he shoots say, the picture? No, say say oh, that's, that's, that's right, good. And he tries to draw it himself. Yeah. And then Bugs looks at it. He's like, I, eh, eh, eh. and he uh-huh. just crumbles it and says, "It stinks." He keeps <laughs> looking yeah, over his shoulder. And, and now, right off the bat, page three. I don't like this picture of Hawkeye. Yeah, me neither. His he's got like the I don't, he looks like he's got a. A helmet on or something. Yeah, the, the hair looks bad. The you know just the, the again the details just aren't there. I'm I'm not I'm not fond of it. And he's got a little bit of the uh, I don't know what he's you got call a it, huge the, hatch, head. the hatching or whatever on his arm things to make you know to give it a little bit of uh, a texture. But that's that's like the only quality thing in the shot as far as I'm concerned. Now this pose, yeah, this kind of is a. Uh, I want to say I've seen Dick Grayson. In this same pose in one of the Teen Titan yes. books when Perez was doing them, either as Nightwing yeah. or Robin or both. And but he's I got know a stump I've seen for a hand. I know I've. Oh my God, that hand. What happened to his thumb? He's got a stump. Uh, it's a I didn't web, even notice web, that, that hand. It's was, a webbed stump. <laughs> it's like a flipper. Get a smack you with a big flipper. You know, it, it really doesn't feel like it has any dimension to it. It feels like a just. It looks like a, like he's got spatula hand. Spatula City. <laughs> Spatula City. Spatula City. <laughs> I mean, there's good and bad in here, and this is an example. I mean, all in one picture. Bad hair, bad hand, nice detail, et- et- etching on a few other things. He's got some abs. But, man. Right, what- in, in, def- in defense of that particular panel, though, I'm always struck when they found a way to really do something artistic with the limited palette and and the limited printing techniques of the time. Because if you look at the, whatever that's supposed to be, wrist gauntlet thing that he's he's wearing in that shot, 
look how they made it reflective. Mm-hmm. I just I really like that 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 you can you can tell exactly what it's supposed to be. It's almost like it's like plastic or something. The way it's it's reflecting light, but it's just a little simple trick where they just blanked out that one spot, mm-hmm. you know, to represent the light reflecting on it. But that it really works. It's it's very effective okay. just with that simple little trick. I really think. Why that's is the light? Why is that particular light that's coming at that angle not hitting him anywhere else? Why is it? Why is it yeah. not not hitting yeah. the, the bicep gauntlet or whatever you want to call that? Well, thing? he does have a shadow on his head. His head's putting a shadow kind of at the same angle on the a huge head. He's got a huge <laughs> that quiver. That quiver on his back is massive too. Yeah, it is. Every <laughs> time, every time he takes a step, like like four arrows fall out. <laughs> so, Shouldn't that strap be the other way to hold that? Cr- Hold that quiver. Not that I'm a big quiver wearer, but doesn't it strap the other way from the top to the bottom? So shouldn't the strap be across the other side of his, the other way on his chest? Next time right. I wear a quiver, I'll let you know. I okay. was all a quiver. <laughs> so they all get on their horses and head into town with a mysterious bearded stranger. Yeah, you know, it's funny that... When I read this the first time at whatever, I don't even remember now, 11, 12 years old, whatever I was when this came out. Oh, when I read it this uh, time, I forgot this too. Like, I didn't even, no, I knew exactly what it was when I read it this time. But, like, I did, it, didn't, it didn't register to me. I didn't say, who's the guy with the beard? I don't know why I didn't, because it's kind of dumb to not notice it, to be honest with you. But it didn't register at that time. So, anyway. So, did... Did Hawk and Moondragon know at this point that that Thor had a, another identity that he was Donald Blake? Well, I I got to think Moondragon did. She can read minds. Oh, she knows everything. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, Hawkeye didn't know his secret identity. They hadn't shared that yet. Right. But he's you know he's also kind of. You know, he's got the fake beard on. He's got a hat covering. You know, Hawkeye isn't necessarily seeing who he really is. And, you know, it's kind of a silly, silly notion that Hawkeye would see him and say, oh, you must be famous surgeon Don Blake. You know, yeah. I, first of all, what, what you know, he, I don't think he's all that famous. Second of all, even if he was famous, can you name any famous surgeons? Other than Sanjay Theodore. Theodore? Oh, no, that's Sturgeon. Doc- Doctor Kildare, I, I I have no idea. Stephen exactly. Strange, but that's that's my point exactly. I I always thought that was a little silly, even in uh, the the boy who collected Spider Man, which is just a wonderful story. But when he reveals his identity, right. and the kid is like, "You're famous photographer Peter Parker, who takes all the pictures of Spider Man." Now I understand you can get away with that because he great you know, kid. He a, now I got to snap your neck. Oh, but sorry. he was a huge fan of Spider-Man and had all the pictures and he knew Peter Parker was the guy who took them. But it just seems to me like, you know, it's just it doesn't feel right that these guys who have secret identities are otherwise famous in their secret identity. Right. Right, yeah. I mean, I know Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark, you know, they're they're multi-billionaires, so yeah, okay, they're going to be famous. But even say Clark Kent, the average person on the street shouldn't know who Clark Kent is. Right. He's, he's a writer for a newspaper, it, you know? I was thinking of it more from the angle of, um, you know, wouldn't, if you didn't know that Thor 
you know, had a had a secret identity or that he he transformed. I would think that that'd be kind of a mind blowing revelation that, oh my God, you're not Thor all the time. You actually transform into this puny lame doctor. <laughs> you know, I just you know, and and nothing's really made of this. So I'm wondering, did Hawkeye already know it before this point? I I didn't get the impression that he did. But I have to admit, I don't remember my Avengers timeline enough to remember if, if that had already been shared between them or not. I'm trying to think, and I think at this point in time, I think Thor and Iron Man knew each other's identities. Right. But I don't think they were otherwise known among the team. Well, ultimately in this story, I was a little bit confused by why why exactly all this subterfuge. Why exactly did he change to Blake? Because it's dramatic. Huh? Because it's dramatic. When he changes to Thor, it's dramatic. Yeah. I mean, it is, but other than, other than just making a really keen entrance, is, is there actually a, a, an in-story practical reason for that. Well, my understanding is that unaware. Yeah. They're trying, they're trying to uh, go in there, you know, surreptitiously. And having Thor with them has already proven to be a little bit of an issue when they were on the train and they had to have him dressed down in the previous issue. Which you right. think maybe they should have just had him be Don Blake in the previous issue, but then if they used it again here, we would have been wise to it. Yeah, I'm thinking Engelhardt right. already knew he was going here. Yeah. And uh, Two-Gun Kid looks totally different when he takes off the mask. You'd never know it was the same guy. <laughs> Well, he's got some thoughts in his head as they're riding into town, too, about uh, Moondragon being so pushy. <laughs> That's because she's a biatch. Maybe they let women <laughs> prance around half-naked with shaved heads in the Avengers time. Maybe they let them give the orders. That's their lookout. Me, I'm just going to keep on trying to believe any of this is really happening to a lawyer-turned-lawman like me and do what I can for him. So now if you're casting the part of Two-Gun Kid... From any any actor from any era, who who are you going with? Uh, Paul Newman. That's not bad. I could see that. And we could have uh, Robert Redford as uh, Kid Colt. Blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, that works. Which at Sundance. I was thinking Jeffrey Hunter. Hmm. He could be uh, Ringo, because he's not in the. <laughs> he's not really in it that much. Yeah, they gave up on him now. Yeah. So they get to Kang's Citadel. They didn't. They didn't really do a good job of hiding from him because he's sitting there watching them right away as soon as they arrive. And you think he might wonder, hey, well, did, well, did he see Thor before? I don't remember. Because he's not like, well, I mean, he he knows it's them, but he doesn't know. He obviously doesn't see Thor anywhere. So, no, well, no, he no, he I don't. He hasn't seen Thor because they haven't confronted him in this time period. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And and the only one he saw was Hawkeye as they were traveling there. So he's, mm. you know, I mean, I guess the idea is that maybe he'll figure out it's Hawkeye, but he's just going to think it's a bunch of otherwise, you know, just current day people who have no superpowers. Yeah, so they sneak in. Not really. (laughs) 
Kang kind of lets him in. And, you know, Kang's head doesn't look quite that dive helmish-ish like it has been in other issues. It's slightly Not- less bulbous. Yeah. And then they got some good good detail on his eyes, you know, and the hmm. Why, why is the skin around his eyes blue? Because uh, uh, that mask, mask is he's really tight. To be a regular human. Why that is mask he... is really tight. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's like you know, he's like Batman, and he has the black stuff around his eyes. And when he takes his face mask off, it peels that off too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Now I really like the splash page where he confronts them on on the view screen. Um, but but he defi- vision. He definitely looks like a blue meanie from Yellow Submarine there. <laughs> <laughs> See now, that's a pretty good. Um, that's a good shot with them all standing there, looking up at the picture. You know, everybody's in different states of uh, surprise, and their, you know, guns are drawn, bows are pulled, and the only thing I say that lets it down, I say, hold on now, boy. I say, the only thing that lets it down <laughs> is that checker pattern on the wall and the way the floor looks. Well, I was just gonna say, like. You know, he, he wanted to add the detail to the page, and I think it's fine the way he did it, but there really isn't a lot of a lot of practical thought, I think, going into it. Like the checker pattern in the wall, why is that there? The the floor, uh, I mean I guess like you, this you used think, to be a It, it looks like, like a roller skating. Roller skating rink. Rink. Yes, yeah, exactly. Does. See, we both had the same it's a roller skating <laughs> rink from, from the seventies. They're gonna <laughs> drop a little disco ball in this in the in the shape of Kang's face. You know, roller coaster. But around, no. you know, around the Kang, around the Kang vision, you have you know some some Perez tech. But then once you get beyond that Perez tech, it's just let me put some symmetrical lines here and there. There's there's right. not really any rhyme or reason or function. And a broken them. skylight. In that picture. <laughs> Where's there a broken skylight? Well, that's what's where the Kango vision is coming from. It's like opened up, and the Kango vision has come down, oh. like because it looks like glass there or something on each side, or I don't know what that's supposed to be. It could be glass. It could be individual squares that go up into the ceiling. The I, I don't know. Trays. The ice yeah, cube tray. They yes. Like. They're gonna drop cubes on them with one of, with one of those metal arms that you have to pull up to release the uh, cubes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the day. Yeah, and then you those like, are good times when you when you could cut your finger getting ice cubes. And and your hand would stick to it because it was so damn cold, the metal. You could, like, stick your tongue to it. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> if you're a dumbass. <laughs> Remember when we, when we got Bill to put his tongue on the pole outside? <laughs> Shut up. Right. <laughs> now, where are the other Western guys at this point? Where's Kid Cole? I don't know. What where, happened where's, to everybody else? Where is Ringo Kid? Where's uh, the Because only Ghost four Rider, of them going Rider. home. Let me back up. Hmm. Well, I imagine question. they stayed yeah. and watched over the other guys. Uh, maybe took the other guys to justice. Yeah, because that's the way these heroes were written back then. You go and fight the bad guys. I'll stay here. No, well, we got to take so and so into town to the sheriff, or we got to take him to Dodge uh, City. The, the, I don't know. It, it seems like a little bit of a. They, they all just, disappeared. They were superfluous to the plot, so we'll just forget that they were there. Well, That's just like Immortus like. disappeared last issue and has never been seen from again. And Moondragon, you know, as you move on here, Moondragon's got uh, her outfit showing quite a bit of cleavage. Mm-hmm. Even, even, even when disguised. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
She's got that Festus from Gunsmoke hat, and she even has a bandana, and then she's got cleavage. <laughs> Hawkeye yells out Avengers Assemble, and Don Blake just stands there. Mm. And then, uh, I guess I guess they're, they're like in a kiddie park with the bubble pit, the ball pit. Down at the bottom right-hand pic, uh, panel. Yeah, oh, sorry, I was looking back at the Kangavision screen, and he was like, uh, you on know, the next page. Like, you spoiled, you know, my quest for the Celestial Madonna, and you're going to pay, well, I'll destroy you all, blah. Blah. Oh, yeah, they are in the ball pit. And Kang just says, Cretan. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> what is the black page for? What, does he turn the lights out? Lights out? Uh-huh. Dim dance, all the lights, dance, sweet darling. Dance. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, we're we're short on time. Let's just put a black panel in here. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> you know, now you point out. I don't know why that would be there. Like they couldn't have just drawn them in silhouette in the dark to so kind of explain he hit the that wrong button. That was well, he, he's hitting one button at the bottom of a panel when he says Cretan, and uh, it's a round button, and then he and then, the lights then go he out, square... and then he hits the second button, which is a square one, and that's what makes the ball pit open up. <laughs> and then it, they are. Or is it the gazillion bubble show? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Because then the next page is an interesting one with the four panels and shows each of them falling, I guess, or suspended <laughs> in energy. No, they're at, a, they're at a rave. Moondragon. Actually, Moondragon and Two Gun Kid both look like they're dancing. Right. <laughs> He looks like he's doing the slide across the floor dance maneuver, doesn't he? Electric slide. <laughs> <laughs> Who has caught us? Kangy, kangy, kangy. He's all got us. Kangy, 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 kangy. <laughs> Look at the size of his cranium. He's the time travel guy. It's totally round. It's an, it's an absolute circle in that picture. Yep. I'd like to teach the world to sing. <laughs> so we, we get a chance to visit with our other half of the team over a brand. Over That's, Cap's weird, weirdly shaped head. Yeah, it's when we have the close-up of Cap that I, we've already mentioned was not particularly I'd rather good. surprise Cap, like, ah. Here's my plan. Now, if you remember, last time here's we saw my, them... Here's my plan. We, last time we saw them at the end, in, in last issue... We left off with him saying he had a plan. And I believe I said then Custer had a plan. So his plan is to put his shield up against the energy barrier and have Vision go through it. Bullshit! Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say that? <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's, it's not like that's a very sophisticated plan. It's kind of simple. I don't know well, why. Look, why look. do you have to say, here's my plan? Why don't you just say, here, Vision, see if you can get through this. Look at the next page. Why? The art co contradicts that, that. Unless right. there's energy, unless there was, unless he's only going through the energy and not the metal bars they're in. But I kind of took it as, well, maybe that's it. Okay, all right. But why would the energy be on the inside? I, I don't think there are any metal bars. I think it's just energy. Yeah, didn't it's, it's what's his name? Dr. Spectrum whipped this up, right? Yes. Okay, so then look at the, energy. Look, for, look for further on when he sticks his hand through. There's still bars on the other side of his of his shield. Right. 
that's why I say, why does this work? Because I don't understand how this is happening. Because science. Science. Bullshit science is what it is. Marvel science. It was and Cap could put the energy sh- the put the shield right in the energy flow. No, no. I could no. maybe understand. It's a cage, it. for God's sakes. I could understand it if if it was all right. Look, you're on page fifteen, right? Yeah. So if that first panel between fourteen and fifteen, but yeah, if if that first panel of Cap holding it up there was Cap. Holding his shield up there, you know what? Here's what would make this better to me: is that Cap's There's holding it up there, it's zapping the shit out of him. He's enduring it for as long as he can. Yeah. His shield is somehow disrupting the energy field long enough for Vision to go through his shield and escape. That would make sort of. Bullshit. And then on the other side, where where he his hands phasing through, have all those bars cut off and like it all, all right, electrified right. around disrupt- the shield. Yeah. Yeah, disrupted. Yeah, but here, I mean, you can clearly see the cap shield is not doing shit. So I don't get it. I don't understand how this this is working. Well, technically, he could just hold the straps, which should be insulated, and then vision could pass right through him and the shield. Ah, whatever. I guess. So what you're doing is you're replacing their bullshit science with your bullshit science. Yeah, but our bullshit yeah, science my makes bullshit sense. Science. Right. <laughs> okay. Our bullshit yeah. science works. It's all bullshit. Come on, it's bullshit. What was it doing with the cap and holding the shield? Come on. I just have to ask the question on the, let's see, seventh panel where, where Iron Man is flying with the two ladies. How much would that hurt? To be dragged Ow. through the air like that. He's holding them both by their wrists. Snap! Yeah, I mean, you figure you gotta at least have a hand Maybe around Wanda, the waist. Maybe Wanda, but Patsy Walker, she'd probably snap her wrist. You gotta at least have an, an arm around the waist to, like, hold her weight up. Right. I mean, that's fine if you're, like, falling to your death and that's the only way to keep from dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, as, as a method of travel, I would say no. <laughs> Well, then if he held up against his, his waist, then Wanda's cape would catch on fire from his jet boots. And let's keep in mind, too, that Iron Man is wearing an armor. So the, the hand that's holding you isn't a flesh hand that's going to conform to your right. skin. It's like putting you in a handcuff right. and then <laughs> flying you in it. Ow. <laughs> is Cap a little scrawny? He's not drawn especially large in this, and I seem to think last issue he was drawn bigger. Yeah. I mean, I don't like for Cap to be, you know, humunculus or anything. I mean, I definitely don't want him <laughs> like that that infamous Liefeld picture. Oh, but at the same that. rate, you know, I, I, I don't – I think he's just a, – he's a little too – I don't know. Scrawny's really the, the best word I can think of. He's a little too lean. I don't mind lean because he should be able to. He should look like he's able to do the gymnastic things that he does, but he should never look smallish, which he kind of looks to me. Yeah, he, me. he looks like when uh, during the I think it was during the the uh, Mark Grun, Grunwald era where the Super Soldier Serum 
disappeared on him and he regressed to like teen cap or something. That's kind of what it's. I it's he became old cap. Hmm. I thought he became old man or he was aging back then, but then he aged just recently too. Ah, who knows? Uh, they've done several stories like that where you know he, he the formula wore off and he aged, and then they did one where he de-aged and he just got all skinny and scrawny. And yeah, they've done they've done several a, all the different permutations yeah. of it. He had an ant head, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a wolf. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> and then uh, Beast breaks out the joke. You know what they say, four walls do not a prism make. And then Cap. You're really considering this guy for membership, huh? Yeah, exactly. What a dick. Cap dick. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't see Cap saying that. Iron Man's but, like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's already out the door. <laughs> Me and my face mask are out of here. So then we jump back to the west, and uh, they're saying the floor's glowing, but it's them that's glowing, but I'm not sure what's going on there. He's saying his floor, it is a wood or stone, and it's glowing. And then suddenly, Kang six a coyote on them. I prefer to call it a coyote. But he doesn't have have a man bun, a monster bun. (laughs) Behold the mix of 41st century science and the coyote. It almost sounds like a Monty Python skit. <laughs> this monster, to me, reminds me of something out of, like, like Grell-era Superboy or something is really what it looks like to me. Like something you'd see in Legion of Superheroes. Mm. I don't know why I think that, but it, it just does. It really does. It looks like some, some weird alien from the Legion's time or something. Yeah, I'm not really sure how you're getting a coyote from this thing, though. You know, right? You know, I mean, uh, it's got a it's got a tail with a especially that it's a, humanoid in shape. It's yeah, it's humanoid. It's got humanoid hands and feet. It's got a it's got a tail with a point at the end of it, like a like a devil's tail. It, it doesn't have a, a coyote snout. Like I don't see any coyote in here, other than in the word written on the page. <laughs> right. So yeah. you know, I mean, if you if it's gonna be a, a, a uh, at least give it a lupine or some type of dog-like face. Yeah. You know, and make it walk on four legs. No, I, I'm not putting, the blame, I'm not putting oh, the blame sorry. for that on uh, Perez, because I'm thinking I'm thinking that's just something Engelhart yeah. wrote later, uh, and that Perez's instructions were just to draw, you know, a big monster, you know, creating a science like, or whatever. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. It's Coyote! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Coyote, <laughs> <laughs> what did somebody say peyote no i said coyote so it thwacks moon dragon right away <laughs> oh, i like to thwack her jehoshaphat the bald oh, woman's what? down get the thwack out of here go thwack yourself <laughs> see that could be our new code word for the other word thwack off <laughs> Are you a Thwack in mind? How how did Thor get to where he gets to? That because there's a hole in the wall. It's it's uh while he's what? disrobing behind Kang, 
That's where Kang says, wait, what? There's a there's a hole in the far wall, a gaping hole. It can only have been made by... So that's saying he something. turned into Thor and then turned back into Don Blake and put the phony beard on again. <laughs> I, it's almost... But it's so funny with the, you know, the, the things attacking, they're fighting, and then they show Kang and he's laughing on the screen, and then they show the guy behind Kang with a question mark. They're like, what the fuck? But I got to say, I, I loved this scene when I was reading it the first time. I just thought this was so right. cool. You know, Don Blake coming up behind, like, casually taking off the uh, the hat and the, and the phony beard, pulling out his uh, walking stick and then hitting the ground with it. And just, <laughs> just at the same time that Kang is coming to the realization that Thor or somebody like Thor must be there. I still, I do still like it. I can poke fun at it, but I do still like it. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a little silly, but... I do like the the dramatic, you know, effect of it. I think it's pretty cool. I really like the shot of uh, of Thor smacking him, you know, fizzack, and he punches him. <laughs> yeah, the shot I, of Thor like when he first that... turns into Thor, though, there's like no facial detail at all. No, looks yeah, like Bazooka Joe. <laughs> right. Yeah, that one. And his a hammer bit looks long. little. It's got some nice. Cr- Kirby Crackle coming off of it. And then uh, then we go by the letters page, and there's a Batroc the Leaper Marvel Value stamp. A couple more <laughs> ads. And then, boom, Kang is knocked out of the Citadel with a mighty bawam and a whoomp. I like this this scene here because Thor just seems like he's almost got like a Terminator kind of quality to him where he's relentless. He's just not going to stop. Thor has had enough oh, of yeah, your he's, shit. He's, yep, he's fed up at this point. And he, take, he takes the hammer and puts it on his belt like, I don't even need my hammer to deal with you, MFR. <laughs> yeah, he says, thou and I, hand to hand, shall settle thy fate once and for all. He's kind of got and, a Modoc thing going in that last panel. Uh, yeah. The wide face that takes up the entire panel. Artem Zola. So back in the coyote hunting ground, uh, two gun kid panics. But what does that mean? Uh, what do you expect? The guy's fighting a giant 41st century coyote. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. What does it mean that he panics? It means he, he he's in the thing's fist. He's shooting it. It's not making a difference. He has I no ability panic- to do anything else. Does, are they saying that he he shit his pants? You know, what, 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 I mean, what, what, is, what else is he supposed to do at this point? He's probably thinking, I'm dead. Yeah. You know what? He would be, if not for the wonderful moon dragon and her cleavage. <laughs> Thank God for that cleavage. And well, that distracted the coyote long enough for her to use a mind bolt on it. Now, in the shot where she first starts letting the mind bolt loose, who's that in the background? Is that Hawkeye? Or is that George uh, Washington? I've... <laughs> that, that's mentor. That's mentor from Titan. I don't know who that's supposed to be because looks it's like really... he's wearing a powdered wig. Whoever it is, yeah, it does. I don't know. So would a coyote have enough of a mind for her to affect it? I guess to shut it down. I mean, well, really, I all she has to be able to do is shut down the motor function of the brain. Yeah, she, she doesn't have to like convince him of anything or to walk. Face first. Please, Mr. Coyote, please don't eat us anymore. 
Then luckily, he opened his hand and two gun got out. And he's fine. Yeah, and and then Moon Dragon's like, ah, <laughs> I know you were afraid. <laughs> like in her mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, he's like, you sure you're not used to so? I said I'm fine, Mister. Don't you understand? And then Moon Dragon's, ah, yes, but a priestess understands far more, far more, pussy. Oh, as, as, as much as as much as I dislike the character of Moon Dragon, I like the way she's written because they, they never vary off the just intolerable ego that she has. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's it's like it's it, to me it's like when uh, when we used to debate uh, Namor, and used to be like, but he's such an ass, and I used to tell you, right. but he's supposed to be an ass. And and eventually right. you said, yeah, you know what? Now that I look at him that way, it's kind of cool. <laughs> and and I kind of feel like that way about Moon him, Dragon. At least with him, I came to like him. I have never come to like her. She's just, I mean, she's one note, bitch. That's it. That's yeah. that's her character. But what what she serves a purpose for me is to play off her to get character development for other characters. I would never be interested that's in reading true. a Moon Dragon comic. But to see her interact right. with the heroes who I am interested in and have them have to deal with her ego and her way of, you know, her tactics and everything, I think that makes her interesting reading. And in that respect, I like her as a character. Has she ever had a, a solo uh, story? I, I, I'm pretty Not sure that she's I'm aware had a of. solo book, but has she ever even had a solo story? Not that I'm aware of. But Well, there was um, when the cosmic stuff came back, they developed. I know she was in like a team team up uh, with um, the female Miss uh, Captain Marvel, not that Captain Marvel, the other one who was the sister to Genesis. Yeah, they 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 were uh, they were lovers for a time. Yeah, because when they were in uh, the Guardians together. Um, I'm trying to remember which iteration of the Guardians that was. I forget, but they they were. I don't know if they were actually on the team or if they were just hanging out with the Guardians. But anyway, it was revealed during that that uh, apparently Moondragon uh, swings both ways. So there you go. Because I always thought she was straight up lesbian. But um, then I ended up reading a story somewhere where I want to say her and uh, Thor got it on and possibly even her and um, am I right in remembering that her and uh, Daredevil got yep. it on at one point? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that that will be a series of episodes that I'm doing with Dave Weider. Ah. We, we've recorded the first of, of what will be three episodes on that storyline. Although in the first right. episode, that's when she takes off and leaves. But but it's, you know, there is talk about her, uh, her, her dalliances. Is that the Many Loves of Moondragon podcast? Yes. <laughs> Sounds fascinating. I'm sure you'll be all over it. <laughs> so uh, Thor is pounding away on him again. I just kind of like that. that. I just kind of like the Terminator quality of it. It's like I don't care. I'm just going to keep pounding until I get through this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, he knows that even though, you know Kang thinks he's he's untouchable because of his stupid force field. And Thor, once again, I think he's done this before. Wasn't there another story where, where Thor said essentially the same thing as, yeah, you might have a force field, but what's stopping me from pounding you into tapioca inside your force field? Well, that was in the Celestial Madonna saga. Right, on, right. When they were That's fighting right. In, in limbo. 
I love that, you know, because Thor is often depicted as he's just the muscle, but he's not too bright. But every once in a while, he he shines through that. Okay, he's thinking. You know, there's a brain going on in there, and that's what's going on here. Is he's he's pissed, and he knows force field be damned. I can still wail on you and do some real damage, even with the force field in place. So I think that's pretty cool. Which makes Kang realize he needs to go on the offensive. Mm-hmm. So he takes right. a shot at, at Thor and with a fazat, and initially <laughs> it knocks Thor back, but then he just stands up and continues towards him. And I love the panic in Kang's eyes on that close-up at the bottom of page 27. Right. I think that's a great shot. Yep. He just keeps increasing, you know, his his power levels until it Some just sweat until it tears him apart. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he starts, he, you know, when, when it, and the one that says more, and is like, his eyes are all worried. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, that's the one I was, t- was just talking about. I just love that panel. It's, and and then he becomes that like stretching. the. Sorry, huh? sorry, go ahead. That stretching effect that he does in the fifth panel right there, where Kang is going Kang and kind of being pulled apart. Yeah. Uh, Perez would do that same sort of thing in one of the deaths of the Flash in Crisis on Infinite Earths. He would kind of stretch apart like that too. Mm. No more Kang conquers conquers more Kang Kang. So he's just talking gibberish Kang. at this point too. Kang. E. I think just <laughs> just uh, just just E. Just before that, he did, uh, like, an attack, um, Revenge of the Sith. Unlimited power! <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, I guess it's a little un, a little uh, contradictory, though. The, the third panel there, when Thor says, hold, man, thou dost push thyself too far. Because he's increasing his power to shoot more at Thor. And it's not right. stopping Thor. That's the whole thing. It's not stopping him, so he keeps increasing the power. Well, they had to pull why, him back but, to but make Thor but, look like the hero. That's why. But in that shot, Thor isn't getting... Okay. You know, you, you should see, like, the ray blasting off his chest or something. Mm. Right. Well maybe, it, well, maybe it had stopped firing him, just overloaded his suit and destroyed I guess. him. I don't know. I guess. I guess we could no-prize it away that way. And he just kind of spreads out into atoms and he's gone. <laughs> Little pop. Poof. And the Citadel goes with him. Odin's blood. Poof. And then we get the return of Immortus. Yeah, but wait a minute. <laughs> so, uh, technically, shouldn't he have just instantly <laughs> been gone? Well, no, no, we have time enough for exposition before I disappear. Yeah, there's like a boomerang effect. It takes a little time. So he says, oh, what is it? This, then, is fate. Having Kang is watch gone. Back to the Future. <laughs> That's true. Kang is and, gone. His very atoms and split the first and spread. season of The Flash, too. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to bother reading this now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Go ahead. No, Sorry, no. Sorry, Paul. What, what, what do I look like? Bill? You could just keep interrupting me? Kang, Kang is gone. His very atoms split and spread throughout all time, never again to be rejoined. <laughs> uh, a fitting end, and all the more so since he himself was its cause. 
And then he says, hear my words, I shall speak them but once. Yeah, because you're going to disappear, you big dope. <laughs> Ramatut suffered after his times with you, for it came to him that despite his excellent intentions, his quest to undo the wrongs he had wrought as Kang had only resulted in the conqueror's strengthening. The pharaoh had erred. Thus, after returning from my land of limbo to his Egypt, he devoted himself entirely to a further understanding of time to become its final master, myself. Neither he nor Kang knew of this when they when they knew you, for Immortus was their last identity. But since the day I took the name, I have worked subtly and increasingly to bring about the end to this menace we unleashed. Now Kang no longer exists, and Ramatut shall never come into being. Neither too shall Immortus have been. The circle is broken. We are free. And he just fades away at that point, and Moondragon cries like a little girl. Maybe there's Wouldn't some litter this on seriously silently. affect the time stream, the the, the space-time continuum? I would think it would, except that they don't really stop to exist, so it doesn't. Spoiler, Kang comes back. Yeah, I know. How does he come back, too? I, I totally don't know. Forgot well, that. at one point we had, what was it, in, um... Oh, shoot. Is it in the Avengers of the Fantastic Four, the Council of Kangs? And, yeah, yeah, Cross-Time Kangs? Yeah, Cross-Time Kang. Kang. Kang will be back. Never fear, Kang is here. Personally, I prefer Kodos. <laughs> but uh, that ends the Old West saga. But we have the story that's going on in Brand Corp, so we're going to make a decision right now. I'm putting you guys on the spot. Do we end the coverage with this book, or next episode do we go to the next issue and continue the, uh, the Brand? The thingy? Serpent Crown? Yeah, the Serpent Crown Brand story. That depends on one big factor, which I'm checking out right now. Hang on, hang on, stand by. You're wondering how many issues it is. No, I'm just wondering who's the artist. Um, It's it's Perez. It's Perez Perez and Mike Esposito. Okay. Well, I'm willing to go at least one more issue. I think we're going to... We're at 143. I believe there's 144, 147, 148, 149. I think there's four more issues to this. Uh, I think it's 148 as well. Because the Squadron Supreme's on that one. I think I, I thought I said that, but okay. Oh, I, th- I thought you said 147, I'm sorry. I did, but I think I also said Well, that's right, because the next couple are reprints, right? Yeah, no, yeah. it's a fill-in story, not reprints. Oh, okay. The yeah, so we well, go, there's yeah. 144, then there's two, two fill-in issues. And then 147 right. through 149. Yeah, because 149 is a tumor. <laughs> and uh, Orca. Giant Orca. <gasps> and Vidi Coletta comes back. Yay. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Yay. All right, so. And Granger comes back, too. Why don't we, uh, why don't we rate this book? <gasps> oh, that's not a tumor. No, Never it's mind. Orca, the killer whale. Orca, sorry. So, anybody want to rate? Ooh. Oh, we'll and just keep doing this. they deal with the serpent yes. thing? Well, I'm looking at the thing. I'm making an informed decision. Well, we already decided. We're finishing it. <laughs> oh, you decided without me? Does that mean you're going to do the books without me, too, you well, bastards? Depends on we, when you're available. Cause we haven't so far. We, we've waited tr- for you up to this point, but, you know, we could say screw you. Screw you, Benny. Oh, wait. 
So I'm going to rate this book down. I think the cover is a C. I'm not crazy about it. It's it's just it's C just by virtue of the fact that it's got Gil Kane pencils. But beyond that, I'm not really giving it any points. Uh, the interior art. I'm going to say it's a solid B, but it could have been an A if the inking was a little better. And the story, I got to say, I, I'm, I'm an A on the story. I, I, there's a couple of little things in there that we pointed out, a couple of little inconsistencies. But I don't care. It, it all holds up well for me despite it, and I'm good with it. I'm giving it an A, and I'm giving the book overall a B plus. Uh, I give the cover... I gave it a C plus. Um, yeah, the interior are to be for the few things here and there. And because of the inconsistencies, I'm going to drop it to an A minus. Um, so that's yeah, a B. Okay. Um, I really don't like this cover at all. I'm going to say a, um, and I'm tempted to go a D, but I'm going to say a C minus. The only thing I really like is the monster. I think the monster looks pretty cool. I, I like the ink job on him. I, I like the way he's laid out, but I, there's nothing else I like. Wanda, again, looks really literally looks like a child. Cap's all weird. Iron Man's all weird. Everything's just... And the vision looks like somebody threw him off a balcony or something. He doesn't look like he's flying so much as like just kind of being thrown through the air it's it's really weird yeah i mean, I don't care for the cover so uh interior art's a tough one because i you know there, there's parts of it i really love and then there's other parts i'm just like ah. um I, but i really think it's a combination of the inks and i think the coloring also doesn't really help a lot a lot of the the color is a little it's a little too simplified and with granger's Pen, uh, inking style, I think the the two combined to make it really feel a, a little more juvenile than I think it should feel like. It almost feels like a you know, like a simplified story, you know, for for like little kids, and it's really not. I mean, it deals with some heavy stuff. But anyway, um, art wise, I think I'm going to go a B minus on the art because it, it could be a lot better than it is. And story. I can't believe I, I didn't notice this, but once you guys pointed it out, now I can't help but notice it that you're right. The other Western characters just kind of disappear from the story. So with that in mind, yeah, everything else about it I pretty much like. Even the goofy thing with Thor and all that's still pretty cool. The monster, even though it's really goofy and weird, eh, it's okay. I really like Thor really wailing on uh, on Kang. So, yeah, I, I dig this story pretty well. I'm going to say an A- minus on the story. So an overall grade on this of, uh, I, I think I'll go a B as well. I think B sounds fair. So, yeah, B book. Good stuff. All right, so we finish, we wrap up the Old West saga. We continue on with the Serpent, serpent uh, Crown story uh, next time around. Join us and see if Scott's here. Oh, is that how you're going to sign out, really? Frick. <laughs> no, that's how I'm going to sign out. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. 
You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. One of these days I need to learn the words to that song. Gotta do some hard swallowing. Okay, here we go. I, I, I think we just I think we just lost Bill.